Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this episode, the game's afoot. And to discuss said game with me, your host, Ryan Spilkin, are Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrow. Matthew and Brenda, welcome back. I missed you so. We missed you too. Yeah, good did to you, be back, Ryan. Did you? Oh, I'm glad yeah. you're here. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, I hope that you're all rested up because, man, there is some really interesting news to talk about today. And we're going to start, as we often do, in the cloud, where on the JIRA side of the house, you can now exclude next-gen custom fields from your advanced roadmap. So if there are fields in your team's next-gen projects that you don't want to affect the display of your advanced roadmap, just knock them on out of there. It's, it's the power is yours. Also in Jira, you can add status in group uh, in swim lanes in your board view. So now when you group your board by epic or subtask, the parent issues will display their status. So that's gonna give you some nice input into decision-making as you're planning your sprints. On Confluence Cloud, an important thing to note is that they are moving the attachment and lock icon on pages. So. It's not like this is a, you know, this is just a minor interface change, but if you use those features frequently, it's going to be something you want to pay attention to. Um, the attachments icon is now in the more menu and the lock icon is going to be next to the share menu. So UI hmm. changes, but important ones nonetheless. There's also an update to the Confluence Android app for all three people out there accessing Confluence, <laughs> not on a browser on their phone. Um, that's a joke. I don't know how many people are accessing Confluence on their Android device. Matthew, you, are you with the... I mean, I, I was thinking two, but you might be right. It might be three. <laughs> I know Brenda and I have iPhones, so this is not relevant to us. <laughs> um, but uh, it does it turn out that on this new version of the Confluence Android app, you can add a new user and app mentions have been highlighted. So uh, that's cool. I will say I, I do sometimes access Confluence and Jira through the web browser yes. uh, on my phone and app mentions are particularly painful. So this improving that uh, functionality, I'm definitely going to check it out. I have a lot of things to say about Atlassian mobile apps that I'm going to not say right now, but we'll get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Bitbucket Clouds go, as far as Bitbucket Cloud goes, there is now, uh, brand new this week, pipelines are going to show uh, pipelines. Pipeline result pages will have a direct link to the associated pull requests. You're going to be able to add hyperlinks in your decline messages, which is really nice. Hey, I declined this because you messed up. Look at this website. And finally, mm -hmm. uh, your code insights will be available in the pull request view. So again, these are sort of just um, interface changes that make using the cloud experience all that much more pleasant. So if you're on cloud, log in and get to it. So it sounds like a lot of cloud updates this week, Ryan. Anything for server? Hmm. Strange that you mentioned that, Matthew. Last uh, podcast, when Mr. Danny Coleman was guest hosting, we had a whole host of server releases that we talked about, but there have been no dot releases in the t past two weeks. I know, I know. There, you can't see this, but Matthew and Brenda are looking at me like, are you sure about that? So there may not be a whole lot of news this week in 
Jira or Confluent server, but there's lots going on in Bitbucket server. Uh And there's actually a lot of really good stuff in this one. So this is Bitbucket server 7.4. And as the release notes say, there's something for everyone. Um, You can streamline your workflow with integrated CI CD. What that means is that... um, they're they're building in additional feedback um, or additional integrations, and I'm a big fan of integrations. I'll, I'll talk at length about how great integrations are. You can now integrate with Bamboo, Jenkins, or other CI applications, and when you do so from Bitbucket Server, you'll see build results and additional info while you're in Bitbucket Server. So just adding a little bit of transparency, um, bringing some data up to basically you don't have to leave Bitbucket Server. Um, so, and I'm really happy to see it's, it's a new builds page overall, and then a tab on the pull request page. So you'll be able to stay in Bitbucket server, but get to that information very easily. Um, this is actually going to continue to be enriched as they roll out more integrated CI and CD features, um, to speed up your path to production. Um, but this is just really cool. And I'm really happy to see that it's not just bamboo. Brenda, the, so the the blog post itself that we will include in the show notes, a little confusing. They're not adding a CI/CD function to Bitbucket. They are deepening Correct. the integration between Correct. Bitbucket and CI/CD tools. Yes, yes. Thank you. For those of you that are familiar with the integrations that Jira has, you know you can create a pull request while you're on the Jira tab, for instance. This adds that same type of integration to Bitbucket server. Nice. So as you're working on, on a pull request in Bitbucket server, you can go out and you can see the builds. Um, there's there's some screenshots, no GIFs, unfortunately. Wah, the wah. only thing that could improve this announcement would have been some sick GIFs. Um, but it's, it's really exciting, and I'm happy to see that they're adding integration capabilities with other CI tools as well, because Jenkins is very, very popular. And this is going to really help development teams that are that are running Jenkins. So that, that was nice for me to see. Um, you can see, you can view hidden comments on your pull requests. Uh, so those don't have to search for them as um, they're in older comparisons. Um, so there's a select other comments counter that will appear on the pull request. Um, and you can see additional hidden comments. Um, if you're running Bitbucket on data center, there's going to be more management options for your audit log. Um, you'll be able to see increased in events coverage, a um, bit more readable, um, just easier to admin in general. Um, filtering by categories, that's really nice. You're not scrolling through just massive mountains of data. You can actually filter it. Um, this has a link to a, a page about audit log events in Bitbucket, so that will have been updated. Um, you can change your log file retention settings. Um, also in data center, you can uh, give a little more control over who can delete repos. Um, so not being able to manage who deletes a repo can be a compliance issue. Um, so to help with security and compliance, they're giving you a little more um, options around who has that delete permission. Um, some scalability enhancements for Git hosting, um, significantly improving how that Git hosting is handled for HTTP and SSH. Um, there's some words on there that I sort of understand, but this is getting out of my area of expertise. Um, there is a link to scaling Bitbucket server uh, for a guide to the updates that provide more details on hosting Git. Um, some new checks around um, if, if you're running data center, um, 
you can check the apps or add-ons or plugins or whatever you still call them um, as part of your license upgrade. So there's some new statuses, um, data center license available or license incompatible. So that helps you as you're planning for your upgrade process. Um, one thing that they are adding in is support for Postgres 12 um, and deprecating Postgres 9.4. Um, so just be aware that some, some platform support will be added and deprecated. Um, lots of great stuff in the Bitbucket server updates for 7.4. Um, we'll have a link to the release notes um, on the show notes, and that links to a number of guides and articles that are going to be super helpful if that applies to your specific role. Um, so definitely, if you are using or admining Bitbucket server, um, check this one out. It's a big one. So pivoting from the core applications, talk a little bit about plugins or apps or add-ons, or I'm sure Lasting will invent a new word for us to say soon for these things. Um, the uh, Atlassian developer blog published on July 7th, an announcement about the Marketplace Partner Program. Uh, so back in 2012, uh, there was this, this top vendor program that Atlassian launched, this uh, idea of Atlassian verified plugins and the goal was to uh, provide some certainty to customers. Like, you know, this plugin has been reviewed by Atlassian. We know that it, it meets some, some minimum specs. Uh, and, you know, since 2012, uh, the marketplace has grown tremendously. And uh, Atlassian, obviously, like the, the number of, of uh, companies that have installed Atlassian products has grown tremendously. So the program is evolving. Uh, we'll link to the announcement about this, uh, but the long and short of it is the Marketplace Partner Program exists to provide you as the customer, as the Jira admin, more or potentially less confidence in a plugin. Uh, if you see a plugin that is rated uh, as coming from a Platinum Marketplace Partner, that means like Adaptivist is one of those Platinum Partners. We have proven our security and our performance and uh, just you know, we've gone the extra mile in making sure that our apps are going to be a really positive experience for you. Uh, and this blog post that we'll link to lists all those platinum partners, the gold partners, the silver partners. You're going to see this reflected on the marketplace listings themselves. Uh, there's also a new cloud security participant badge uh, for cloud apps. Um, so, you know, the, the whole framework for creating cloud apps is changing uh, as Atlassian improves that. And so, Again, there's extra steps that a vendor can take to prove that their app is secure for the cloud, that, it, again, it goes above and beyond. And that's what this program is demonstrating. So, um, you know, it, it has some benefits for the partner, obviously. We hope that customers will select those apps that have, you know, where the, the vendors put in the extra work to prove it. Uh, it really is a tremendous amount of effort <laughs> to, <laughs> to get through this and, and, and meet that bar that Atlassian has set. Uh, but, I mean, that's you know, what you got to do. Uh, cybersecurity is tremendously important. We want to make sure that your data is protected. And this marketplace vendor program gets to that. So um, part of this includes the bug bounty program. It includes a bunch of tests that we submit to that we run ourselves at Atlassian runs, a bunch of forms to fill out. Uh, but it's great, great stuff. So um, that is new uh, as of, I announced just last week, um, been, been in the works for a little bit, but very, very exciting. Also exciting in the Atlassian community. Um, for those of you that have ever gone out and asked a question or anything on the Atlassian community sites, you may have encountered the one and only Nick Bruff. Um, Nick is 
uh, a managing consultant and adaptivist. He has celebrated a milestone um, this last week in having answered 10,000 Atlassian community questions. Um, <laughs> if you count all the times prior to that um, and in the creation of community in Atlassian and all the, all the work that he has done to foster this, it's more like 60,000. Um, it's, it's a staggering number. Um, if you want to, if you want to get specific before you whip out your calculators, 16% of the answers on answers or community or any of those sites are answered by Nick. Um, and he has 30% more accepted solutions than the entire Atlassian community support team combined. Um, <laughs> absolutely mind boggling. Um, it, it's amazing. Um, there, he is so popular in the community that um, a, a few years back, there was even a question asked of where he is at the Atlassian Summit. Um, so Nick is a superstar. And, and if you've had the opportunity to meet him, you'll know he's a, a wonderful human being. He is just absolutely just an amazing person. And I, I'm honored and privileged to get to work with him on a regular basis. Um, but he was he was honored even by Atlassian. Um, Nick, Nick celebrated his birthday not too long ago, and Scott Farquhar recorded a happy birthday message specially for him, thanking him and congratulating him on his achievements. Um, we do have a blog post that we'll be linking to in the show notes that have more information, but um, I want to add mine to the community's congratulations, Nick Bruff. Um, as I said, it's a privilege to be your friend and colleague and Thank you for all that you do for the Atlassian community. Congratulations on your milestone and happy birthday. I'm such a Nick fan. I know Matthew right? is too. He's just the best. He's also a total cat guy. So that cements his, that helps. That cements <laughs> that his helps. status in my book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, when we started today's podcast, I mentioned that the game was afoot. And the game that I'm talking about is business, people. The business game is being played out in the Atlassian ecosystem as we speak. And one of the players in this game is the app maker AppFire. So you may remember that years ago, AppFire purchased the Bob Swift collection of plugins and um, expanded their portfolio considerably. And now they have further expanded that with the acquisition of Bcom, who makes the uh, industry standard Jira Suite Utilities, and Botron, who make Configuration Manager. Among other things. like They, they actually have multiple products. Botron makes a, a suite of utilities, but Configuration Manager is one of the ones they're most known for. Good call. Increasing their um, portfolio to quite a lot of apps and quite a lot of tools that are really useful in the Atlassian ecosystem. Interesting to see where this goes, because these are, these yeah. are heavy-hitting tools. We've we've got a number of friends at AppFire, uh, and uh, you know Randall over there, and, and Ross and other people. Just a fantastic company. I have been a Bob Swift fanboy since like '07, um, because back in the day, Bob Swift tools were free, and working in higher ed, that was really important. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Uh, so like seeing them add um, JSU and Botron to their um, to their portfolio, you know, the hope is always that that leads to additional investment, um, expanding the value of those tools. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just sort of worth noting and being aware of, um, you know, that's not always the way it goes. Uh, but you know, in this case it's, it's, uh, you know, that's the hope and that's uh, worth observing. 
Another acquisition that we uh, became aware of during this sort of, uh, I don't know, podcast period <laughs> of the last two weeks. <laughs> podcast interval. Um, <laughs> this, this interval between podcasts, uh, between Dash and Live, that's not quite live. Uh, Slack acquired Remeto, which I had not heard of before. Um, but it's uh, their sort of tagline is the enterprise directory reimagined. And when I saw the press release that what Remeto provides is effectively user profiles. Um, you know, if you use Slack, there's a little bit of profile capability. You can put a picture up, your name, your title. Remeto goes a lot deeper than that. So it's uh, not just... Uh, pulling in your your job title and your location and your phone number and your picture, but it's pulling information uh, from different sources so you can really hook this together. It's providing a bunch of filtering. Uh, it's providing the ability to add what I think of as tags. Um, it's making it easier to find people, you know, and connect with them and. Uh, Adaptivist uh, has been growing tremendously. We're well over 300 employees at this point. It is not uncommon for me to get a private message from somebody I've not heard of before. <laughs> and being able to like click on their picture and not just see their picture and name, but know where they are in the network that is Adaptivist, how they're connected to the rest of the company. That's the type of thing that Remeto is going to facilitate. And you know, a lot of time tends to be lost in inter-team communication, that that communication between teams where you're less familiar with them and how they work. You know, anything that makes it easier for large distributed teams to know who that person is and where they fit in the organization and like what they know and what they do and, and you know, uh, what their day looks like, uh, tremendously valuable. So powerful acquisition for Slack. I'm excited to see the functionality come in. Because um, I, I don't think it's it's integrated yet. I, mean, I think this was July eighth when they announced the acquisition. But the amount of like the level of data integration that's possible here, um, really really cool. So excited to see more come from that. I am also interested to see what they do with those tools. I didn't fully grok it at the time, but when you explain it that way, it makes a lot more sense. Speaking of adaptivist growing. Um, so we're recording on Tuesday, July 14th. Um, today, we announced that Adaptivist is acquiring GoToGroup. Um, so this is, this is super exciting for us. Um, GoToGroup is a U.S.-based company that specializes in DevOps and um, cloud services solutions for enterprises. We're bringing them um, into the fold, and that helps make us one of the largest partners in North America. As the head of North American Professional Services, um, I run three soon-to-be-four teams of Atlassian-focused consultants. Um, and this is bringing folks into my new teams. Um, it's going to change the way that my teams work together. Um, it's dramatically expanding the services that professional services will be able to offer um, really around the world. Um, and it, it's really going to help us you know, collaborate at scale, deal with complex changes. It's going to make us a uh, newly certified AWS partner, uh, which that's very exciting for us, bringing aboard 25 new employees. Um, so that's going to increase our headcount in North America by 33%. 
having spoken earlier, my congratulations to Nick Bruff as one of the community superstars. Um, Jobin Kuravilla is joining our team as well, and he is a uh, you know a close second to Nick in the community activities. Wow! Um, and so they're absolutely unparalleled expertise that um, exist in our now joining Adaptivist. Um, the folks that I've met are phenomenal top-notch human beings. It's a pleasure to welcome them into our team. Um, and it's just, it's just really amazing to be part of something like this. Um, so I'm welcoming some consultants. We're welcoming some project managers. Um, we're, we're growing like crazy in North America. Um, super exciting time for all of us. And it's worth noting, if you have a, an add-on, an app uh, that was created by GoToGroup, that is not moving to Adaptivist. So part of this acquisition is that the, the services side of the business, so the consultants, project managers, um, licensing people, those are the ones that have come to us. Uh, so if you've got a plugin that was made by GoToGroup, the, the name will change slightly. There's no other changes there for you. Don't have to worry about it. You don't have to reinstall anything. Uh, all that stays the same. And it's the same people that have been making it. So um, just something to be aware. If, uh, if you are a uh, customer of GoToGroup services side, you're already aware. We've already told you. Um, if you've got a, a GoToGroup pro, uh, product and app, um, the, the name might change slightly. But other than that, um, no changes for you. I had the good fortune of speaking with a member of the GoTo team, Marites, about the acquisition. Let's take a listen to that conversation now. Joining us now to discuss the GoTo group and adaptivist acquisition is Marites Cruz Golinitz. Marites, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Ryan, and I'm so excited to be here. A pleasure to see you. Really great to, to meet you in, in person with quotes because, you know, we're not quite in person. And even though we call this Adaptivist Live, it is pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we make that joke a little too much. All right, Marites, so what is your new role now that you've come over to Adaptivist? So I'm going to be the head of solutions and partner marketing in Adaptivist. Ah, very exciting. Good to know that we're our uh, our solutions and partner marketing will be in good hands. Marites, when did when did Adaptivist and GoTo Group start discussing possibly uh, getting together? Um, I believe it was in early March when they started the discussion about um, joining together and combining the expertise of uh, two great companies. Yeah. Uh, and so this whole acquisition was done remotely, huh? If it was in early March, there were no sit downs. Uh, that's right. Um, unfortunately, um, we couldn't travel and everything was done remotely. And um, you could imagine the amount of time and effort spent by these two great companies and um how it came into picture was really great during these times of uh, uncertainties. Yeah, I, I am impressed. I didn't know about it until it was announced, but I'm still impressed. <laughs> Meritas, what does Adaptivist gain by bringing GoToGroup into the fold? Tell us a little bit about the, the expertise and services that are coming along with the new team. So, you know, Ryan, we have trends in the IT industries like digital transformation, DevOps, cloud native development, and enterprise agile. 
And these trends have changed the way companies build and run their IT operations. So in light of these trends, companies with this uh, expertise in these areas like GoToGroup are actually sought by multiple strategic acquirers. And in order to achieve uh, further growth and to strengthen GoToGroup's position as a leading solution provider in this area, the board of directors decided to sell it to Adaptivist. And uh, so why Adaptivist? We see the uh, synergy uh, in the relationship uh, between GoToGroup and uh, Adaptivist. And by combining the expertise, uh, we we are able to strengthen our ability to help companies accelerate their digital transformation goals. So that's really exciting, Marites. It's important for possibly clients of GoTo to know that everything is still in progress. We have obviously communicated with with all clients, but there is a portion of the GoTo group that is not joining Adaptivist and is remaining independent. Do we know what their new name is going to be? Uh, yeah, uh, so there are uh, portions of GoTo group where um, it, develops and uh, commercialize um, solutions for Atlassian suites, uh, like um, common access card authenticator, plugins for Salesforce, Microsoft Dynamics, and Sugar CRM. And and the test management for Jira. It's called Synapse RD. So all these plugins will go to the new company called Goldfinger Holdings Incorporated. So this becomes the parent company of these plugins. I see. All right. Excellent. And all of their support, all of those needs have been addressed. Hopefully customers are happy with the new arrangements. And if they have questions, they can always reach out on social at Adaptivist. Marites, wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us to discuss the acquisition today. Thank you so much, Ryan. And um I'm so excited to be part of this acquisition, and uh, I really look forward to um, to working with all of you guys and to expand the offerings of Adaptivist to the client base of both companies. Well, uh, big stuff, guys, huh? That's uh, pretty neat. Do you know you you two want to know something else that's pretty neat as well? Always love to. This is episode ninety six, and that means. That in four episodes, we will have hit 100 episodes of Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. What? What? Is that a lot? That's more than I can count on my fingers. Yeah, you don't have enough toes either. Yeah. Sounds like a lot more. It's a lot. And you know what? Look, we have, we've done this. (laughs) We did it to it. And we are going to celebrate a little bit. It's, it's been like three years, hasn't it? Yeah. We started in 20 years. Yeah. We started in 2017, yeah. and fortunately, we br- brought Brenda in as quickly as we could. <laughs> but, but look, you know what? We all know that we could always do better. And we, we, though we like doing what we do, we want to know how we can make this podcast better for you. And to that end, we're putting out a survey beginning on this episode and running until episode 100. And if you fill out that survey, not only will you help us make this podcast better for you, 
you'll also be entered into the chance to win a big fat gift certificate or two. So you'll find the link to the survey in the show notes. Please go ahead and take it. Uh, We look forward to hearing your feedback. Really looking forward to that episode 100, guys. Pretty cool, huh? We're going to do something special, right? Mm. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, we are. I mean, that's a big number with lots of zeros. We should definitely be celebrating it. <laughs> Down to the shotcast. <laughs> shotcast with video this time. <laughs> All right. And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you connect with us on social at Adaptivist and let us know what you think. Take that survey too. Come on, I'm talking to you. Got something that we should know? Let us know on social. For Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burl, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. That's the problem with day drinking. I can't remember what I said earlier. It's already happened. It's gone. Thank you.